An NYU grad speaker openly calls Trump a fascist, a KKK rally with only nine participants, and California wanting to pass a travel ban on Alabama over their new abortion law. I'm Noah Huey, and this is Under the Stars. Welcome back. Welcome to this week's episode. Um, f first things first, there's a few different actually little things I want to show you or tell you about because uh, a few different things have happened. I finally was able to, I think, renovate a better version of our subscription policy for the website if you want to have personal access to me, to the show, and to the website. Uh, we've got a new subscription policy. I think I've actually got a link here to the website and I can tell you about it, tell you about becoming a member because I think, personally, it's a great system. So let, let me click this link and I'll tell you about it because... You know, for a while we had the original subscription policy kind of thing, and I, it was really confusing. There were five different subscription tiers, you know, but now it's simple. We just have a basic subscription and a veterans and active service uh, discount for those in the military. So the basic subscription, you pay a mere $10 for three things, a chance to have your questions or debates heard on the show by sending them via a mailbag that you'll be added to, access to the after show live stream, which I won't be doing until I get a few people because I don't want to be doing a live stream for no reason. Uh, you get the full episode, which I need to add. So it's actually four things. And you get the audio of the show the day before the show even premieres. So you will get it the very Friday I'm recording it. Um, for the veterans discount, it's all of that great stuff, um, but for a 50% discount. It's $10 for the basic subscription, only $5 for our veterans and active service. Thank you for your service. And so... That's that. Also, if you're a writer and you're interested in writing political uh, stories and such on news and politics, then make sure to contact us at um, at realnoahuey2135 at gmail.com. That's my email for Under the Stars. And there you can ask about becoming a writer for the website because I feel like I... I I've I've, per I've been using the website as an outlet for my views, uh, outlet for my views, but I'd be interested in seeing it for other people's views. But other than that, that's it. So... First things first, an NYU graduation speaker comes out and is openly anti-Semitic and calls Trump a fascist, of course, like always. Uh, we got a very angry picture of him here. This is, um, this is, it's an interesting thing, and unfortunately, I, I feel terrible for the poor, poor children who had to come and listen to this. So, NYU's Graduate School of Arts and Sciences recent graduation speaker Stephen William Thrasher managed to inaccurately call President Trump a fascist, spew anti-Semitic nonsense about Israel being an apartheid state, and praise the pr and praise the praise the socialist socialist Occupy Wall Street movement at during a graduation speech that was a that was supposed to honor the students. It's funny that it didn't. Trump is obviously not a fascist. He has done no more to consolidate power in his own branch of the government than Obama did, and he has no interest in shutting down opposing viewpoints, just calling them out. Israel's not an apartheid state. There has been Jewish presence in the land for 3,000 years, and 20% of its population is Arab. 
said Arabians are also treated better anywhere than anywhere else in the Middle East. And obviously, socialism has never worked in history. The Occupy Wall Street movement demonized the wealthy and created a class welfare while proposing no actual policy change and did nothing to cause any institutional changes. The use of a college platform to spew out propaganda is an extremely sickening and sadly popular trend in our culture today. So, that's a few. That, 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 that's, a lot, that's a lot of to take. I didn't want to watch a video of it because just looking at that picture, I don't want to watch that moron spew out nonsense for thirty minutes or however long he did he did it. Um, but I do want to talk about the things that he talked about. So first things first, President Trump is a fascist. Complete lie. Absolute crap. Most reasonable people know this, whether you support or uh, don't support Trump. Most reasonable people know that Trump is not a fascist because Trump does nothing that actual real fascists have done. In fact, ironically, a lot of people who hate fascists tend to do things that fascists did back in the day, especially our favorites, the Nazis and the brown shirts. So, or is it, is it the brown shirts in Germany? No, it's the black shirts in Germany. No, no, yeah, it is the brown shirts in Germany and the black shirts in Italy, I think. The, the actual fascists. Well, they, they've done everything that actual fascists have done for years. They, you know, silence people who disagree with them. You, you've seen the videos. If you follow me and you watch this podcast or listen to this podcast, then for sure you know that they that they do that. You've seen the videos. You know, lines of students chanting crap, hoping that that'll shut up the speaker they disagree with. That's actual fascism. And I saw a video. Who was it? It was Dinesh Desosa. I think that's how you pronounce his name. Desosa. Des De Sousa? I don't know. Um, he pointed out while he was there, while he's at an event at a college and children were trying to shut him out, he, something about him being a fascist. He said, you know, what's funny is you're doing exactly what the fascists that you claim to hate are doing. You're, you're standing there and chanting crap. But it, it's just hilarious that we have adults that think with this childish mindset. And of course, you know, all this crap, you know, just, it's ridiculous about Trump. Trump is not a fascist. He's done nothing to, that a fascist would do. Otherwise, we would have had a Hitler-type situation, which, of course, we haven't had since he was elected. Anyone who thinks he's a fascist or thinks he's Hitler, you're stupid. Is he great? No, by no means. But is he a fascist? No, absolutely not. Uh, the next stuff about uh, Israel being an apartheid state, I don't know a lot about that, but I trust the source. And, of course, and I do know, I, I, I was going to state out when I read this the first time, I was like, I do know that... Uh, that there are like that there were so many Jews in, um, in uh in the land, and I was gonna say that's that's not right, but of course uh, I don't know too much about that other than I know that's wrong, um, and then of course socialism. Socialism is an interesting topic. Uh, we were actually talking about it earlier today, and um, we were talking about how a lot of people, and I want to talk about this real quick. A lot of people like to point to the Nordic countries, Denmark, Sweden, uh, Finland, and all that. There's a few problems with that. First things first, let's talk about Finland. Finland's government resigned because it couldn't afford to, ha to give out the health care that the people wanted. And I think what Finland's problem was, I don't... What was Finland's tax rate? I want to find out. Finland's tax rate 20... 2019. Because... I think it might, I, I think I might know why, um, what, like, I, I think I've got, I've got a theory as to why they may have failed. Okay. 
No, no, this actually makes sense. So here's your thing about the Nordic countries. There are a few different things that I want to talk about. First things first, Finland and Sweden. First of all, Finland, their government resigned because they couldn't afford the, to pay for the health care that they were trying to do. I don't understand how because their tax rate is ridiculous, but okay, whatever. We won't, we won't get to that. However, uh, Sweden, um, whose uh, population, mind you, is about the size of New Jersey is probably the closest thing to socialism that has ever worked, ever. But the problem with that is it's not, it's not really socialism. And I think the better example for it's not really socialism, but everyone says it's socialism, is Denmark. But I don't want to talk about Denmark just yet. Um, with Sweden is, and the same thing applies to Denmark, with, with most of these Nordic countries, their tax rates are ridiculous. They get ridiculous taxes for ridiculous benefits. It's pretty obvious. Uh, like Finland's tax rate over the past almost three or four years, has been 51.6%. That's their historical tax rate. It's been ridiculous for income tax. And the same really incredible, incredibly high tax rate has also applied to Sweden and Denmark. Now, real quick, I want to talk about Denmark. The thing with Denmark is they also have been doing that. Ridiculously high taxes for ridiculously good benefits. The problem is this not only spawned an entire political party against having taxes, trying to get rid of the tax rate, it also slowly just kind of ruined Denmark. What was it? I had a thing I said to someone. It was, Denmark is to socialists as, or Denmark is to American socialists as Disneyland is to children. It's fantastical. It's amazing. And it looks absolutely like awe-inspiring when you see it and when you see it in pictures and when you go there it looks great but then when you real but then you realize none of it's real it's all a lie Denmark is not really socialist fully and in fact over the last couple of years Denmark has slowly become more capitalist than ever there's more privatized um, health insurance thing or not health insurance but health uh, health care uh, they've been slowly moving away from the incredibly high tax rates, but countries like Sweden and stuff where they do that, when they talk about socialism and all that, not only are they not fully socialist, but they also have populations that are about the size of New Jersey, especially Sweden. Sweden's population is roughly the size of New Jersey. So if we're going to say socialism works, then you better be specific and say a mild, a very mild form of socialism that is mostly just capitalism but with uh, incredibly high taxes, which is mostly capitalism with really high taxes, only really works on a small level. If we look at socialism trying to be implemented on, on a large level, on a huge level, on a level like, um, like Russia, Venezuela, and now I guess I should say uh, United States is on the table, um, it's never really worked. I mean, Venezuela kind of like, you know, got destroyed itself. Uh, over socialism. So obviously socialism doesn't work, and I don't think pure socialism could ever work, but I definitely think socialism with a very large hint of capitalism would work, especially in small, small, really tiny, small countries. So, next piece of news. A nine, nine people show up to a KKK rally, 500 show up in protest. Racism is definitely not the norm here in America. So what I love about this is this is a perfect example Um. Uh, of kind of how wrong people are when they're talking about racism is still normalized here. You know, people are still regularly racist. It's just the norm here still. This 
shows that it's actually hated here. I'm going to read you the article. A KKK rally went hilariously bad in Dayton, Ohio, when only nine people showed up and over 500, some sources say over 600, people showed up in protest. More than 350 police officers were brought together to keep the protesters from getting out of hand, costing the city $650,000 in personnel and materials. City Commissioner Daryl Fairchild described the protest as Dayton at its best. The nine KKK members were reportedly trying to chant, but were drowned out by the much louder protest crowd. There were no injuries reported from the protest. After the protest, Dayton Mayor Nan Quayley shared her relief that the day had proceeded peacefully in a message on Twitter saying that there was still much work to be done to end racial tensions. But the thing is, that doesn't seem like much work. That just seems like racism's not normal, and with the small percent of people that are there that are racist, as it turns out, there are like 15 times as many people willing to stop these people. And what I loved about this is that when I read it, it, when I read the article the first time and when I saw it, and I saw it a few other times uh, on the news, I my first thoughts were going back to a lot of people, specifically liberals, who have said, you know, racism is normal here. You know, we're just averagely racism, that it's just like the 50s, which is why we need to end racism. And even though this mayor says that they still need to, I don't really see this as a thing saying, oh, there's still racism in America. It's just as average as it was in the 1950s. No. Yeah, of course there's still racism in America. There's going to be racism everywhere. If you think you can get get rid of racism forever, you're stupid. I don't... Well, actually, I don't care if I call you names, but it, it it's not a lie. You know, if you honestly think I'm going to get rid of all racism ever, that's not very smart because you're not. And I'm not saying this like racism is a good thing, but it... Is it really good? Are you willing to break things like the First Amendment so that you can defend the social the social good of, of, of other races or of your own race? Is it worth it to destroy the First Amendment for that, for, for that thing? Here's my personal look on it, okay? You can be racist. I don't care. You can run a racist business. You can be a racist person. I don't really care, okay? I... I'm going to think you're wrong, obviously. Uh, You're pretty dumb if you're racist. But, however, you're allowed to be that. If you run a business that's racist, well, don't expect it to do very well. And if you get mad when it does well, here's your problem. It's racist. But when people say, you know, racism is so normalized here, it's, it's practically like the 50s is still alive. No, that's wrong. Because stuff like this, I've seen all the time. You know, hardly anyone... Like, the small, small percentage of the United States is still racist. The rest of us are here to stop these people and, and let them know that we think they're wrong. And I, I, that, that I think, is more common than ever. And I think this is the point that this is the type of stuff that people during the Civil Rights Movement were, were thinking of. Of course, they, there were those who dreamed of, of no racism ever, but... We all have unrealistic dreams sometimes. We all want to have, you know, uh, beautiful, perfect images of the world, but we can never really have those. So this, I think, for those who thought more realistically during the Civil Rights Movement, definitely thought, you know, one day racism's not going to be popular anymore. And it's not. That's what they fought for, and they did very, very well. And now we live in an age that, you know, if there's a KKK rally, there's going to be twice as large of an, of an anti-KKK rally show up and tell them, Dude, you're stupid. And that's what I think is so beautiful about America today. 
you know, when people say I was born in the gener- wrong generation, which I used to say all the time, you know, I was born in the wrong generation. I'm not like most kids. I'm a fiscal responsible uh, adult and crap. I was totally wrong. I live in a great generation. I live in this technological era where I can listen to any music I want. I can listen to music from the 1600s and from the 1950s uh, simultaneously at the same time if I wanted to, but that doesn't mix very well. Um, I can do stuff like this. I can voice my opinions very easily. I live in an excellent time and things like racism and sexism aren't normal in my country. I also get to live in a time where my country has so much impact in the world that I can help make a difference in countries where there's still racism and sexism. I can donate to charities that fight it. I can personally, if I wanted to fly, if I and if I had the money, fly out there and try and fight sexism and racism and all these things in other countries. I live in a beautiful time, and it's because of stuff like this, and this stuff makes me so glad we live in America. Um, this next piece of news, we've talked about abortion for the past three weeks. It's kind of gotten annoying, okay? It's gotten really, really annoying, but... Here we are. So California wants to try and pass a travel ban on Alabama over the abortion law. First of all, there are so many uh, Hollywood stars saying, I'm not going to Alabama, I'm not going to Georgia especially, I'm not going to Georgia because freaking abortion is m- might be legalized there. It's not, but it might, and it might imprison the doctor and that's it. Now, of course, most of them don't know that the doctor's the only one that actually gets sentenced to anything, but of course, they'd, they'd rather not think that. Um... So, the thing is, there are also they also still work in other countries where it's completely illegalized. They don't seem to want to not work there, and it's probably because as actors who only have a job when they're working have to realize that, eh, as it turns out, you kind of have to just go wherever the movie's filming. Now, of course, they can do it here because you know, it's, just a t- it's just a tiny state, you know, but I can go to this whole other country that bans abortion, um, but whatever. Um, so Los Angeles County's Board of Supervisor voted this week to enact a one-year ban on official travel to Alabama over the state's controversial abortion law, which all but, uh, which all but outlaws the procedure. Supervisor Hilda L. L. Solis, who co-authored the motion with Supervisor Shelia Kill, called the law an attack on not only confined to the residents of those states, but a lot of aggression upon all of us. The motion prohibits officials conducting business on behalf of the county from traveling to Alabama except for emergency response training or assistance or legally required matters where the failure to authorize such travel would seriously harm the county's county's interests, Sola said in a statement. We must stand in solidarity and in opposition against extremist and unconstitutional laws that put the health and well-being of families... Yeah, 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 and she goes on about crap that's not in the Constitution and calls it constitutional. First of all, abortion's not constitutional. There's nothing in the Constitution that says, yeah, I kill babies, I don't care. Because, well, as it turns out, that's not a good thing. But, um, you know, there, there's, there's nothing good about killing babies that aren't gonna harm you. Unless you're gonna die if you have the baby which only applies to 11-year-old girls who got raped and just women who have some really weird condition and if they have the baby, they're going to die. So that's, you know, which, by the way, makes up literally 0.56253%. So not even 1%, not even half, well, just barely half a percent of of uh, abortion victims or abortion uh, not ongoers, but people who people who who not perform them, but people who ask for abortions. Only thought, only not even one percent, less than one percent of those people are raped and just 
are gonna die if they have the baby or and uh it, rape and incest rape and incest make less than one percent so not only is this amount not only is this giant threat against all of us by all of us they mean one less than one percent of us because that's the only area that where i could see a moral ground to have an abortion and the rest of it's just kind of eh, i don't really eh, i don't really want a baby you know I, I, I i'm not quite ready for the responsibility i don't have you know free money from the government to take care of a baby you know i don't i, I just don't want to I don't want to. The re it's one, less than one percent, five point five six two nine or whatever percent of of abortion is for a legitimate reason. You know, I'm gonna die. I'm 11 years old, or uh, it was incest. Okay, the rest of it's just eh, I don't really feel like. I don't really feel like it. Sorry, don't feel like it. Um, so not only is it total crap, but um, okay. But uh, when Alabama's anti-abortion law makes performing one a felonary in nearly all cases except when the mother's life is at risk, which I want, I would love to see people. I want to see if these lawmakers who did pass it will it would include, you know, an 11 year old or old girl having a child as a mother's life at risk. Personally, I would, and I'd like to see that happen. But whatever, it does not make exceptions for rape and incest, which personally I think you shouldn't have done. But whatever. Republican Governor Kay Ivey signed the legislation earlier this month, prompting protests and calls from pro-choice advocates to boycott the state. But nobody really cares about your opinions because you're nothing but filthy actors and actresses who have done much worse than sign a bill into law. Um, which is, there was a guy in Alabama, a lawmaker, who said, uh, you need to clean up your own act before you come moralizing at me. And this is what Hollywood loves to do. Hollywood, Hollywood loves to be a sleazebag scum area filled just covered in filth and then they take a few people that you know have never actually seen this filth but they live 10 minutes away from it and these people like to moralize at other people for doing other things they're hypocritical and that's what hollywood has always really been you know the ones that aren't hypocritical are the ones that just you know didn't really say anything and the ones that said you know when when the freaking nbc was like you know what's your opinion on the new on the abortion law they, they said no comment and went away the ones that are hypocritical are the ones that, you know, just did, are basically disgusting human beings and went, how dare you, Alabama, be a slightly bad person for doing something eh, mildly wrong, you know, not even that bad, you know, you mostly just stopped like 96%, 99% of women who just are terrible mothers from not having babies. <laughs> uh, that's basically what they did. And uh, it's outright stupid. It's absolute crap. Uh, just a quick reminder again, the Under the Stars has new subscription policy. We've got the basic subscription for $10. You get the full episode. You get to, um, send your questions and debates, and I will reply to them on the show via the mailbag that you'll be added to. Uh, you get the after show live stream, and you get the audio the day before it premieres. And if you're a veteran or you're in active service, you get 50% off. It's absolutely amazing. Uh, and also, we're looking for writers. If you'd be interested in writing, just email me at realnoahuey2135 at gmail.com. That's at realnoahuey2135 gmail.com so our next piece of news taylor swift decided she wants to she wants to lose a bunch of her fans by by acting like everyone is entitled to listening to taking her opinion seriously um so taylor swift uh will get political on her new album i don't 
I don't know. I like what this person said. Awesome way to alienate a bunch of fans. Regardless of your political stances, the last concert I went to, a Metallica concert in 2017, James Hetfield said something to the effect of, we're going to play to the music and not talk about politics, and the whole crowd cheered. Maybe some... Maybe some people want to hear politics reaffirmed by their hear their real po politics reaffirmed by celebrities, but the majority don't want to hear it at all whatsoever. I personally agree. I have nothing wrong with you, with celebrities going on Twitter and whining to all the poor people about how they should agree with me. However, when you start mixing your retarded politics into your art, it's absolute crap. As someone who appreciates music very much so and has enjoyed a lot of well, one or two recent things that Taylor Swift has done. I like that song she did with Brendan Urie or... Yeah, yeah, what's it called? Me? Yeah, I like that one. Um, but And as someone who understands the arts well enough to know that it's better just to make it because you want to. Okay? Just because you got this idea, you had a dream once, and you're like, I want to see that on the big screen, you know, or I want to sing that into a, a, a microphone. Nobody... And you have to... and. On top of that, you also have to realize that it may or may not be well-received. Now, people like Taylor Swift, I can't—I don't want to speak for them, but a lot of big stars tend to do things based off what the fans, not, not really what they feel. Some of them do things based off what they feel, which is tends to be where they get the most backlash, but the problem is politics in your art hardly ever makes it good. Political cartoons, you know, that counts as art, you know, whatever. It's a drawing, it's a, it's a cartoon— and those have their own kind of, not beauty, but their own kind of value in its own way. Because it's, it's, it's a political cartoon. It's meant to be political satire. Now, when you've done average music, you've just kind of made music as you went along your whole life. And then you go, yeah, you know what? I want to kind of put some political messages in there. That can go one of two ways. That can be received very well. Or it cannot. Personally, I agree with this, uh, this person. I think politics and basically every art form should not ever intersect. Just because it never ends well. You're always going to upset somebody. Either you're going to upset somebody on the right or you're going to upset somebody on the left. You're only going to contribute to this ridiculous, retarded, anti-everyone-who-disagrees-with-me kind of war that everyone's having right now. I'm writing a book right now. I hope to have it published within the next two or three years, maybe four. It's a book about just the basics in politics so that people who are, you know, 14, 15 can kind of get a, a head start in understanding it so they don't have to spend as much time as I did trying to understand how it worked. Because I took a good four years trying to figure out everywhere I stand and I'm still constantly changing. Problem is, these people keep ruining it. Because these are the people that teenagers and, and young people look up to. They're the people I once looked up to until I stopped. Um, not Taylor Swift in specific, but a lot of these people are the people that young people look up to. And the problem with young people right now, which this is more stuff I want to get into next week, because next week's episode is the one about teenage involvement in politics, which I'm so excited for. Um, but the thing is, these are the people that teenagers look, look up to. And if you're an average teenager and you're not like me and you're not naturally just, you know, I'm not going to believe anything anyone I like or dislike says, then you then you're either going to not believe, you're either not going to believe anything anyone ever says and wait till you get enough facts and evidence to prove it or believe it or agree with it, or you're just going to kind of believe everything your favorite celebrities say. I'm not trying to be, you know, mean in this sense, but most teenagers tend to lean uh, the latter. 
they tend to kind of just believe whatever their favorite celebrity says. Some teenagers do it because they genuinely just want to believe everything their favorite celebrity says. Sometimes they do it because they're afraid of disagreeing. You can't sit here and imagine, oh my gosh, someone I love so much disagrees with me. It's really, it's ridiculous. I really hope that as we become adults, my generation, as we become adults, we push more of a society that is willing to disagree with your favorite people without having to force yourself to agree with them all the time. But teenagers and young people just tend to agree with the people they like the most because they don't want to disagree with them. It's, it doesn't make any sense whatsoever, but it's teenagers for you. That's, they don't make any sense whatsoever. What did you expect? Um, it's just... It's ridiculous. Like I said, personally, my phone's going off. Like I said, personally, I think politics and and art should not have any interconnection unless you're a political cartoonist, unless you draw political satire. If you're like um, I know his, I don't know his actual name. I know his uh at on Twitter or on Instagram is at um at F Brankos. Um, I like his art. I think it's hilarious. Um, and then also. I can't remember who else it was. I can't remember. Uh, but there, if your general idea is to do political satire, okay, you know, fine, whatever. But I don't know. Again, to be fair, she does have a right to get political on her new album. And really, my opinion doesn't really matter. This is kind of more in the muddy area. Movies and music can be about politics. Personally, I think it's dumb. I think it's stupid. I think you should not make anything about politics just because you're always going to contribute to someone getting mad. Um, but then again, that's just my opinion. You know, this isn't a general fact. This is just where I sit. Just because it tends to ruin everything. There's only been, there's been very few political like movies and music I've heard that I've actually liked. Other than that, all of it that I've heard is just literally spewing out crap. Um, and most of the political movies I've seen that I liked were like documentaries about people they were just stating stuff that happened to people so this is this is going to be interesting i probably won't listen to the album but if i run into it or i hear it on the radio i'll I'll tell you what i think of it so people are mad at trump over a video he retweeted of pelosi stuttering it confusing it with a doctored one so there was a doctored video of nancy pelosi stuttering stuttering kind of slurring because she was acting uh, you know whatever and then there's an actual video of her stuttering and slurring and acting, whatever. People got mad and honestly, uh, uh, at Trump retweeting a video of her doing that, thinking it was the doctored one when it actually wasn't. So in the midst of a feud between the two leaders of their respective party, President Trump tweeted out a compilation of Nancy Pelosi stammering repeatedly over the course of a of a 20-minute news interview Thursday. In a response, Pelosi's chief of staff, Drew Hamill, drew attention to the to a Washington Post headline that stated there was a doctored video of Pelosi stuttering and slurring her words. This article is, actu- is actually accurate. There is a heavily edited video of Pelosi that is cir- circulated last week that featured her stuttering over her words. However, the one Trump tweeted out was a different video, and it was not edited other than clipping the sequences from the entire news conference. Rewatching the news conference can confirm this as every instance of Pelosi's stuttering can be clearly discerned in the original 20-minute video. Pelosi's daughter tweeted out a similar statement saying the video has been edited for speed. A digital forensics expert by the name of Hanny Farid, reported by NBC, no less, had determined the video Trump tweeted was not edited for speed as the speaker's daughter alleged. So that's a lot. So... 
it's it's it, it's it's just it, it, it's camera stopped again I thought it wouldn't it's fun it's fun to watch people go crazy and then go oh crap we're wrong yeah how does that feel mm, yeah, you didn't like that did you no no not really did my camera die no it just went off that was really weird so when when people do this, I absolutely love it because they sit here and they whine and they complain and actually Hillary Clinton made a comment on it. She said it was sexist trash. And then it turns out, oh, wait a minute, that was a whole load of crap. Well, whoops. Stuff like this makes me, I don't know, happy? Not ecstatic, but definitely happy. It made me, I laughed. Because it's funny to watch people jump the minute Trump does something like this. But if someone else did this, it wouldn't be that. We can dust it off. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Because people have gotten so focused on hating Trump that it's gotten, it's not even funny anymore. It's just stupid. Um, but when people were jumping on him about this, which I saw a little bit of it, but I didn't really pay attention to Twitter over the past, like, three weeks. I haven't really got, been on there. Um, there, it's just ridiculous. And I thought I would talk about it because it's absolute crap. It's just funny to watch people act stupid without selling actually checking the facts um and people on the left do that or on the right do this as well but you know it doesn't matter because as far as anyone else is anyone's concerned you know it doesn't matter um quick reminder once again uh under the stars is a new subscription policy we got the basic subscription that's ten dollars for the full video a chance to have your questions and debates heard on the show you can send them via the mailbag that you'll be added to automatically um access to the after show live stream and you'll get the audio of the day show the day before it premieres and if you're a veteran or uh, active service you get 50% off check it out on under the stars uh, on the website which I will eventually relink to my Instagram account I can uh, also we are looking for writers so if you'd be interested in writing that'd be awesome anyway Robert Mueller resigns a special counsel after AG Barr said he could testify in front of Congress and then on top of that he kind of just handed the he what he essentially did is um, before the last time we talked about the Mueller report and the last time we talked about all of this the last time we talked about all of the stuff related to Mueller and stuff, uh, I kind of defended him a little bit. Because a lot of people had been giving him crap for investigating in the first place, which is understandable in its own right. But he was also just kind of doing the job. However, yesterday... Or not yesterday. However, when he did this, he kind of showed like way too much bias for someone who wasn't supposed to show bias he essentially went even though we have no evidence whatsoever that anything happened with trump personally just a few people in his campaign who thought yeah this would be a good idea he's still guilty which is again absolute crap clearly from the evidence that he did show the russians tried to interfere People that they connected to on the like the bottom of the on, of the campaign team went, oh, let's do that, and um, then nothing happened because they got nothing happened. Trump did not know. Trump Jr. didn't know. Eric didn't. Nobody knew. Nobody in the high. Nobody that you want to get rid of, especially Trump himself. Nobody that you wanted to get rid of knew. There was no evidence at all. That anything happened. No sufficient evidence. No sufficient evidence. So Robert Mueller, at the conclusion of his report, has officially resigned 
from the office of the special counsel during a press conference uh, that morning. He explicitly stated that the charging the president was not an option, but reiterated what he had said in the report, essentially that Democrats could potentially find other ways to, or a path to impeachment. Mueller expressed that he had no interest in testifying to Congress, even though Barr gave him the green light to do as he pleased in that matter. President Trump has treated the final statement as closure, reiterating his no collusion, no obstruction claim. Impeachment is growing more unpopular with the public by the day, but Jerry Nadler appears to be moving closer to attempt to impeach, which may not even get past the House as most moderate Democrats are barely holding seats in the Republican areas. Essentially, everyone, the Democrats are freaking out. The left is freaking out because they realize, oh, crap, we can't get rid of this guy. Most, uh, most of them, the moderates are going, uh, I didn't really see any reason to anyway. Nancy Pelosi's going, uh, it doesn't work anymore. This, this matter isn't going to work. So they've kind of moved to the elections, uh, which I talked about in last week's episode. Um, but overall, what happened was Robert Mueller went, I have no evidence. But if you trick people just enough, you might get them. That's essentially what he said. He essentially said, Democrats, keep trying. I've got no evidence whatsoever, but keep trying. Let's just make up stuff. Why not? Um, and then he resigned. Then he went, eh, I, by the way, I quit. Um, and so what happened there? Well, he quit. That's what happened there. He quit. And uh, most of us don't really care. <laughs> Bye. Don't. See you later, you know. Unfortunately, now Nadler's going to be spending uh, too much time and energy. He's going to have another heart attack. Um, trying to impeach him, trying to impeach Trump because he's a fat little uh, old crusty politician who seems to trick people somehow so easily. Um, like a lot of them, uh, Trump included. <laughs> uh, but essentially what he did there is he just, he's just handed the torch to Nadler and went... How about you try? Because I'm done! And he quit. And um, it's just absolute crap. You're never, ever, ever, ever going to get anything on Trump unless he colludes with the Russians next election. And let's be honest, he already made the statement that if the, the Russians should probably find someone else to collude with next year because we all know they're going to collude in the election next year. The next piece of news. I just want to bring this up. A man set himself on fire in front of the White House. A man set himself on fire in front of the White House. You heard that correctly, ladies and gentlemen. A man didn't start a, a disco. A man didn't, you know, have a good day. No. A man set himself on fire in front of the White House. Anyway, sorry, I was reading a comment. So, and an unidentified man set himself on fire near the White House yesterday, presumably in some sort of protest to Trump. So yeah, the guy set himself on fire. He walked around like really calmly. I watched some video of it. He was super calm about it. But uh, eventually, um, the Secret Service um, uh, confirmed that he did it. They were able to get him and you know get him done. He did die. I think he died a couple. I think he died a couple hours ago. Actually, he might have died yesterday afternoon. Um, but the guy set himself on fire. Now the official reason why he set himself on fire has not been revealed at all. Um, just a second. So the official reason he set himself on fire has not been revealed whatsoever. However, most of us have a generally good idea as to why. Most of us are going, okay, either this was a huge coincidence and the guy just happened to set himself on fire. 
So either this is going to be some huge coincidence and the guy set himself on fire, or, by the way, I switched cameras because the one up there died. I'm going to keep doing that um, until I get up to work. Um, so either this was a huge coincidence that this happened, or, or it was in protest of Trump. And most people are going to say it was probably in protest of Trump. In fact, myself, I definitely think it was in protest of Trump. What did it prove? Nothing. That guy literally died for no reason other than he's stupid. Anyone with reason would not go, oh yeah, that'll show them. Let me be on fire. Why didn't I think of it before? Probably because it was ridiculous, but okay, whatever. You do you, man. You die for no reason. Um, it just, it didn't make any sense. The Secret Service uh, personnel are on the scene assisting National Park Service and uh, U.S. Park Police bio and refer in rendering first aid. Several videos are circulated the internet depicting the strange and disturbing incident which showed the man calmly walking around as flames literally engulfed him instead of flailing about as you would expect from a person on fire. As of midnight 529, police did not know yet the motive. However, most of us pretty much are saying it's probably in. Most of us are going in unison. Yeah, it's, it's for Trump. It's for Trump. Most of us are going to say it's for Trump. Um... I guess, uh, sorry, I'm reading this comment. Okay. That was absolute crap. Um, sorry, I just read a really ridiculous comment. Anyway, so as the guy did it, I don't know. It was just crazy. I thought it was stupid. And uh, as the title of the episode uh, suggests, burn, baby, burn, because you literally killed yourself for no reason. Why would you do that? I mean, you just, someone just lost a friend, lost a son, lost a husband, lost a, a boyfriend, lost a guy they knew at work for no reason other than Orange Man Bad. It's, that's not worth it. Our last piece of news. The president of Mexico, Mexico gets mad over the Mexico tariffs announced by the president today. I think it's today or yesterday. I don't know. I remember reading this article, though, and laughing because I was like, really? You're going to get that ridiculously mad over something so stupid? So, um... So, let me, let me read what Trump said. So, he tweeted this out yesterday. On June 10th... Let me... No. Trump tweeted this out yesterday. I'm going to read it in his voice. On June 10th, the United States will impose a 5% tariff on all goods coming into our country from Mexico. Until such a time as illegal immigrants coming from Mexico and into our country stop. Actually, increase the integration problem. Personally, I think this is a very good idea. However, Matt's been saying, huh, well, we tried. Um, and like article. If I can. Oh, wow, it's sting. What else is there to load in? Sure. Um, so, first of all, he says. Fall doesn't say anything because my computer's slowing down like crazily. First of all, first he basically tried to throw insults and went, "No, however, I'm a reasonable man. However, everyone I disagree with sucks, but I'm a I'm a reasonable man." That's essentially what he did. He kind of threw a bunch of insults, tried to make some underhanded compliments to himself, and then see what would stick. Um, Mexico president tells Donald Trump, "America first is a fallacy in response to the tariff threat. Um, I just, <laughs> that was my, my initial response was a, a chuckle because he, first of all, I, just that, that, that comment though, America first is a fallacy. 
I don't see how it's a fallacy when especially this policy has nothing to do with being wrong. If you don't know, a fallacy is about... Uh, it essentially, you know, means wrong. It means you're, it's a false promise. You're not actually going to do it. Uh, and then he said a few things. He said Mexico's trying. Personally, I don't remember seeing anything at all that Mexico's done to help. Um, however, you know, this could or could not work. Either this is going to light a fire under Mexico and they're going to actually try and do... They're going to do stuff. They've said they've tried to do stuff. They've tried to catch people. But all I'm saying is... It's not on the news people are still getting in um and, and to be fair you know they're gonna get in they're gonna get it they're gonna get past you anyway and maybe it's better that we catch them and just throw them back but the thing is i don't see how america first is a fallacy in this case that's been on my mind all day because i found this this morning and i added it to it i didn't read it till this morning the article and it didn't make any sense because i was saying in my head america first is a fallacy well, that doesn't make any sense because this is a very America first policy. This is a very, uh, you know, my country first, your country later policy. I don't see how this is showing that America first is a fallacy. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. In fact, it makes no sense whatsoever. And then I finally realized, now I know what he's doing. He's just kind of throwing insults. He's throwing insults and then going, I'm a reasonable man because he said something, you know, I'm a man of, of vigor or something like that. And, um... In, in, overall, he just kind of threw insults, which is really stupid. You know, you don't have to do that. But he did. He's a political leader. What did I expect? Really? What did I really expect from Donald? From uh, from a political leader? Really? Did I really expect reason? Did I really expect anything like that? Because I I don't know. Whatever. I was expecting was total crap, and I think it was stupid, it's wrong, and America First is a Fallacy is a false statement, um, and he should have chosen better words. Um, anyway, so that's it. That's it for this week's news. We had a lot of stuff. That was like eight things. Usually I've got like four, five, um, but that was eight things. So uh, here's our song of the week. I've been listening to a lot of classical music because I like to do that on my free time. I enjoy a lot of artists, but this week I like Friedrich Chopin. I think that's his name, Friedrich? Friedrich, I think. Friedrich Chopin, Opus 9, number 2. Check it out. Beautiful work. It's very emotionally moving. It's a lot like Moonlight Santana, one of my favorites. Um, but definitely listen to it. I, I listened to, like, an hour of, a, of Chopin yesterday, and I enjoyed all of it. So make sure to listen to Chopin, Opus 9, number 2. Uh, a reminder, once again, our new subscription policy. You get the basic subscription for $10. You get the after show. You get uh, added to the mailbag so you can send debates or comments, and I will read them aloud. I'll have a segment for that uh, upcoming on the show. Um, you get the, did I say after show live stream? I think so. You get the full episode, and of course, you get, what is it? Oh, yeah, the audio of the show the day before it premieres. And then we have our Veterans and Active Service discount. It's 50% off, which is $5 for all of that great fun stuff. Thank you for your service. Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you uh, reveled in it, and I hope you enjoyed listening to what I had to say. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Thank you so much. Have a great day.